Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Football might be over this season, but basketball is in full steam for both pro and college hoops. From all the latest odds, totals, player performance props to where the next fired coach is going to land, Bet Online is the number one spot for your sports betting needs. Head over to the website and use your mobile devices to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Use promo code Believe. that's B-L-E-A-V, to get started. And it's not just basketball. BetOnline is your source for hockey, boxing, and UFC odds. Right to Olympic coverage, it's the best in the business. From sports, right down to your your favorite Vegas casino games, BetOnline is your number one online wagering destination. BetOnline, the fastest and easiest way to wager on all your favorite sports and play your favorite games. BetOnline, where the game starts. All right, thanks for tuning in to another episode of Eagles Unfiltered, powered by the Blave Podcast Network and presented by betonline.ag, the best sports betting website around. That's betonline.ag. Head on over to their website. Use promo code BLEAV, that's B-L-E-A-V, to take advantage of the March Madness bets going on right now. Win some money this March Madness season by going over to betonline.ag. Use promo code BLEAV. You will get 50% up. You're matching your initial deposit. That's 50% up. Up to your initial deposit, promo code believe. I'm your co-host Connor Miles of Eagles Unfiltered, and with my co-host as always, Ed Crass. Ed, I wanted to get Rashard Cook onto this episode, you know, and start doing more co-hosting stuff with us, but he was a little bit busy today, and you know, we did kind of have somewhat of breaking news. You know, this is a very slow-paced offseason for the Eagles, so them bringing in Indianapolis Colts former wide receiver, excuse me, former Indianapolis Colts wide receiver Zach Pascal now to a one-year deal. Is some somewhat podcast worthy to me with how this offseason is going. We have to address this. They finally bring in a wide receiver. Yeah. We're all looking for it. But you know, there's some kind of back and forth of oh, this is it. And then there's some people that say, Yeah, this is you know, good, reliable guy. This I I, I like this move. This is good for the death. They needed more guys than just Quez and Devante. Now, I'm on we've been writing about this since January that Zach Pascal is probably going to be a future Philadelphia Eagle. I mean, I did that one of my, in January during my uh, free agent articles that fit the Eagles. Uh, he was the first guy that popped in my mind. It was pretty obvious. He's going to come to the Eagles. If you didn't know this, then you were living underneath the rock. I think everybody knew it. Uh, but I didn't think that would be their only move of wide receiver. I thought they needed to bring in two guys anyways. You know, when you only have two wide receivers, you can lean on. That's not good. You know, say what you will about Greg Ward, but I think he's a wide receiver five. Uh, Jalen Rager has not even been proven to be rosterable. As much as I like the guy, as much as I was wrong about the guy, as uh, much as I just don't think he fits his team anymore in this offense, he needs to go have a change of scenery. I don't think he's rosterable for this, this, where this offense is going. So you only go into this offseason with two guys. In this era of league, if you're going to commit to 11 personnel like Nick Sirianni would like, if you're going to have a more wide receiver centric passing era of football, you need four wide receivers you can lean on. Only having two means the Eagles needed to bring in two. I don't think if they if they would have made this trade for Calvin Ridley, I don't think they would have stopped them for bringing in Zach Pascal, especially on a one year deal that they signed him to. So I'm I'm fine with this move, Ed. 
He's a slot receiver. He gives you options with Quez Watkins, finally. They forced Quez Watkins into the slot last year because they wanted to get Jalen Rager, his opportunities being where he was drafted and the politics behind that. They wanted to get Devontae Smith on the uh, outside as much as possible. So I think that's what really forced Quez Watkins to be prominently the slot wide receiver for the Eagles last year. He's way more than a slot. He can do way more on the outside. He can take advantage of these physical corners on the outside that don't have the speed to match his. Um, I like the move because that's what you can do. Now you can rotate Quez Watkins around. You have Zach Pascal, who's a pretty reliable option in the slot. Doesn't drop the football a ton. Nothing, nothing to excite you, but a, re- a more reliable guy. I know he's graded the 94th wide receiver out of PFF, out of 94 wide receivers. Lower than Joe and Rager, actually. But those grades are subjective, folks. The guy produces when the ball's targeted his way. Um, I, I like the Zach Pascal edition. I just think they need to do more. And obviously, this doesn't preclude them from doing such, especially on a one year deal. I feel uh, with all the options, you know, the Eagles went after Allen Robinson, they went after Robert Woods, they went after Calvin Ridley, uh, they were in the Christian Kirk market. When all those when all those options didn't fa- failed, I still don't think they would have brought, even if they would have got one of those guys, Zach Pascal still comes in here. So, um, I think they're going to go the draft route, Ed, as we predicted in our mock drafts, because a lot of our mock drafts had wide receivers going to the Eagles rather high. Um, I, I still predict them to, to go into the wide receiver, excuse me, go into the draft and draft wide receiver pretty high. I don't think Zach Pascal precludes that. I just think he gives you that fourth guy that you needed. Well, I yeah, I mean, I agree. I think you know, uh, you know, you mentioned Jalen Rager not rosterable. I Jalen Rager is going to be on this team unless they oh, unless yeah, they sure. trade him. Um, but you look at, if you just compare Rager's numbers to, you know, Pascal's numbers, Pascal's got more production. He's got 15 touchdowns as an undrafted free agent in 2018. And, you know, he came from old dominion and he's now the second player the Eagles have from old dominion. Can you name who the other one is off the top of your head? Uh, mini quiz here for you. I know Travis Fulgham didn't go to old dominion, did he? Well, he did, but he's not on the roster. Anymore. Oh, yeah. So he's not on the roster anymore. I, I, th- I thought it was something over there. Oh. Yeah. Who's the other guy? Uh, it's the long snapper, Rick Lovato. <laughs> oh, yeah. I wouldn't have got that. That's wow. A tough one. I, I forgot. Know. Yeah. I forgot that for sure. Yeah. That's a tough one. But anyway, uh, you know, I think it's a good signing for sure. I mean, yeah, you're right. Watkins and Smith are the two receivers. JJ Ortega Whiteside, I'm sure, will be released at some point during camp or after camp. Uh, you know, I'm sure he'll come to camp, but maybe he doesn't, you know, they may cut him, but I think he'll be in camp. Um, and you know, this is, this is a good deal when you're deal. And, you know, to speak to free agency, you know, it's kind of playing out the way I've talked about and written about is with the salary cap that the Eagles had. And I know, you know, they were in the talks of with Marcus Williams, but I can, I can pretty much tell you for sure that the Eagles weren't going to meet whatever he was asking. You know, all these reports that they were there and they made an offer. It might have been an offer, but it wasn't a competitive offer. And there was no way Marcus Williams was going to take it. Um, To me, the the way I wrote and the way I talked was the Eagles have one big splurge and you can define splurge however you want. To me, it's a double digit million, you know, double digit million player per year. And they signed that guy, Hassan Reddick. They weren't going to go, you know, the exorbitant number with Christian Kirk. Yeah, they talk numbers, I guess. But again, Kirk's not going to come to the Eagles for less than what he was going to get with Jacksonville. No. Um, no. The only, you know, like, you know, so to me, this is what free agency was going to be about with the Eagles. You know, they restructured Darius Slay's contract and yeah, they got, I think, $11 million 
from that restructure over the weekend. So, yeah, they have a little extra money under the cap. But to me, I don't think they were ever getting one, you know, more than one big ticket free agent. And that big ticket free agent is Hassan Reddick. Uh, and now I think we're just going to kind of see a series of one year deals uh, with these players. I think they want to get Honey Badger, Tyran Mateau on a one-year deal. I'm not sure he's in that neighborhood yet. He's still a very productive player, even though he's 31 or 32 years old. Ed, I got to correct you there. Did you just call him Tyran Mateau? Yeah, Tyran Mateau, yeah. Tyran Matthew. Matthew. Matthew, That might be the one time, though, folks. I'll just say this. That's the one time Ed has not been able to pronounce a name, and I have. Because it's usually (laughs) the other way around. He's pronouncing them for me, and I'm (laughs) finishing them out. Yeah, what? I try to pronounce the him? way it's spelled because I spell a lot of these names rather than talk them out. And Matteo is M A T H I E U, so I always. Do you really think Mateo. the Eagles will be in on him though? You really think they are? I I think he would be a good fit for Gannon's defense. Absolutely. Yeah, I I think he would be a real. And listen, the Eagles' philosophy in free agency is try to get players at positions where they need bodies, they need talent, they need depth, right. so they can go into the draft. And not have to say, man, we are really shorthanded at this position. We need to go off our board and take this player at this mm-hmm. position because we're short there. And to me, even though they're bringing back Anthony Harris, they're still short there. I, they still need somebody else, I think, at that safety position um, to come okay. in. Now, you could draft somebody and you have that veteran Harris and add him to the mix with that. So maybe you could say, okay, they're not really desperate at safety. And to me, they're not really desperate in any position anymore now that they locked up this wide receiver, Zach Paschal. I'd still say receiver. Safety for sure, though. Yeah. Because I, well, I, I'm just saying in free agency. I mean, I think right. the draft, you don't have to go, you can go into the draft now with just Paschal as you're signing and say, okay, you know, we still need more receivers. But you know what? We don't have to reach and go off our board. If one's there that we like at this spot, we'll take him. But we don't need to, you know, overreach because we need a wide receiver. Yeah, no, I agree with you for sure. That's what usually what they do, anyways. But you know, I bringing back Anthony Harris, I thought was a little bit interesting because I think if you would say who was the better safety last year for the Eagles, I'd probably say McLeod because Anthony Harris really didn't catch on until after Week Nine. I thought he started playing better then. But, you know, it was interesting to have – this is where I wanted to have Richard's input on this. And I asked him in this recent episode that I did with him, how hard is it to implement a scheme year one for a defense, especially a secondary? And he he said it best. It's incredibly hard. It takes time. You know, nothing's going to look perfect year one. So my thinking is if they bring Anthony Harris back and they decide not to bring McLeod back, they must clearly think that he's better than what he showed, obviously, because you brought him back. And the second of all is that it was more of the defense trying to figure itself out under this new scheme, whereas he was a victim of that. Because, I mean, again, one yeah. year, $2.5 million is nothing, though. That's nothing for... It seemed pretty much like the... Because, the, again, we were wrong. They brought back Fletcher Cox. He is still going to be a Philadelphia Eagle. Thank God we were wrong about that, to be honest with you. I thought it was over. So did you, but... Thank God we were wrong. But it well, seemed I like the money. 30%. I thought a 30% chance he was coming back. Obviously, it was way too. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Yeah. Still, I I I I thought he was going to be good as gone. So I'm glad that he's back. But the the money that they pretty much saved from his contract seemed like it went to Boston Scott and Anthony Harris. Basically. To bring those guys back. Yeah. I, your theory about this, maybe they actually use these three first round 
picks, or even if they have two, that's a lot of salary you got to allocate to those two guys alone. It's two first round pick contracts you got to take on. In this, even if you do use all three, they're all in the same range of picks. It's 16, 15, uh, 15 16, and 19. Mm-hmm. They clearly yeah. know that. I, I, we need to be, start being more aware of that, I think. Well, I, I mean, I was kind of aware. I mean, I kind of figured this is how free agency would play out. Everybody wants these big names and they want to, you know, bring in three, four huge names at these big, exorbitant numbers. It's, it's just not going to happen. Howie's not going to play in that playground. And especially with, you know, the salary cap being what it is, he restructured Slay. Everybody's expecting that he'll restructure Javon Hargrave. But, you know, we learned over the weekend that um, Jordan Davis is going to be one of their Eagle, uh, one of the 30 visits from the Eagles. Jordan Davis is going to visit the Eagles facility. Um, man, I, I really think, you know, he could be in play at 15 and 16. Oh, no, uh, in, no doubt. In the draft. So, I mean, to me, the, the Eagles splash was going to come in the draft. Everybody thought, well, okay, let's get it done in free agency. But I knew that wasn't going to be the case. I knew they weren't going to go out and sign Williams and Reddick and Robinson. You're saying that? It, yeah, so I mean, you had one one crack at the apple, one bite at the apple, and they bit on Reddick. And now you're going to try to patch some holes like Zach Pascal, you know, maybe uh, Tyron Matthew, uh, Honey Badger. Maybe he's a two year contract guy, but again, you know, the money has to be monitored. And everybody says, oh, well, you can, you know, the salary cap is it's a myth. It really isn't. I mean, you you have a number that you have to come in under. The Saints blew out the books to clear cap in case Deshaun Watson ended up there. It didn't happen, but they, you know, let go of some guys. They restructured a lot of guys. That's what the Eagles did last year just to be able to sign a few guys. I don't think Howie wants to keep doing that, you know, to restructure guys because the Eagles have like the top five most dead money hit in the NFL. They're still paying dead money to Alshon Jeffrey, to Malik Jackson. I mean, they're 36 or $34 million in dead money this year. And a lot of that is because of the, you know, kicking the can down the road on these contracts that Howie does. I'm so, so glad you're going this route instead of the route of, well, they re-signed their 2018 draft picks. Like everybody else is yeah. doing. That's pitiful to <laughs> use that as a reason of why now you're not active. And I, I've seen there's multiple teams that had successful 2018 draft picks that are that are very active in free agency right now. And making trades. What the hell is that? I, I was like, there's four reporters that said that and made that tweet. I was like, wow, how I really texted them a script and they went right off of it. And they yeah. all said the same thing. Like, that's yeah. silly to me, man. You're you're saying, oh, well, we got to keep four core peers, four core players of our 2018 draft. That's where our money went to. Come on, man. You have a lot of freed up money because your 2019 first round pick's not going to get a second deal with you. Neither is your 2020. Your 2019, both your second round picks in 2019 aren't going to get second deals with you, I think. I know you said something about the Miles Sanders extension, but that was your opinion. As of right now, I don't think it's going to happen. That's just what I'm saying. That's that's more freed up money than the money you're investing in your tight end, who tight ends get severely underpaid anyways for the production that they give up. That's your defensive end, who I think you you signed a little bit early because you think he's going to become this great defensive end, which I agree. But you sign them a little early just so you can avoid paying him what top defensive ends get paid. And then your nickel corner. Nickel corners get underpaid all, all the time. And th- those aren't huge contracts. I thought that was silly. That that we need we need to uh, look, Jordan Malata is great. Jordan Malata is an anomaly. 
though. Like, that was complete luck. Wonder how that was such complete luck, Ed? They went into the draft the year after they took Jordan Mulata and they, they picked a left tackle with their first-round pick. That's how lucky they were to pay out on Jordan Mulata. They didn't even expect it to happen. Right. So when I saw that excuse out there for like, look, I, I am not a Howie hater. I think he's a great GM, to be honest with you. The grass is not always greener, folks. I f- firmly believe that, especially watching around the league. All these teams going through GMs or these GMs making awful moves. I, I, I'm very fortunate that they do have Howie Roseman. But you can be frustrated with this offseason and, and criticize him at the same time. I think that's no problem at all. I just don't think he's not trying, though. He did, like you're saying, he did try for Marcus Williams. There was just a money threshold. And the last time that there was a money threshold on the safety position that they they said, never mind, we'll go somebody else, that ended up being the right move. Jarius Burr was awful for the Saints. They got Malcolm Jenkins. I'm not saying Anthony Harris is going to be Malcolm Jenkins. I don't believe that at all. But if they pivot to a, a safety in this draft, there is a good chance that the safety in the draft that they get pans out better for them than Marcus Williams does for the Ravens. It's possible. It's possible. Well, it if happens. it does, it's cheaper. I mean, that's the thing that the Way draft cheaper. gives you is it gives you controllable players, cheap labor, they call it, you know, and, but, that, and that's really where they need to address the position. But what a, like, what a, what we all know how his personality right now, his ego is a little hurt. He's a little hurt that we're saying this offseason is a failure, which I don't think it is at all. I'm not saying that. I'm mm-hmm. just saying to feed this two, we brought back, we've, we've invested a lot in our 2018 draft. That's a weak cop-out, man. What a weak cop-out, especially when you look at your 2019 and 2020 drafts. Come on, man. Don't do that. Don't do that. Hassan yeah. Reddick, you should probably, instead of saying that, you should say, well, well, uh, hey, folks, how many times have we had a 10-plus sack ru- uh, edge rusher on the Eagles? It's been a while. It's been since Trent Cole. Why don't you take advantage of the signing I just made with Hassan Reddick, who's only getting better and who just two years ago found out how to really fit his calling in the league? Two years ago, he's only going to be better. That three-year contract for the Eagles, he's going to be great every season during that three-year deal. Enough to get a second contract with the Eagles. So he should have went with that instead of, hey, why don't you, why don't you take advantage of my 2018 draft class and me paying that? I thought that was silly. Yeah. I think we should be grateful that they even got an edge rusher that actually consi- that makes consistent pressure because when they missed out on Harold Landry, because I, I know that was true. What you said was completely true. It's been verified also as well. They were interested in Harold Landry before they... they I honestly believe the Eagles forced the Titans to make that pay uh, for Harold Landry. Because they went right back into it and got the second best Ed Rusher behind Harold Landry and Hassan Reddick. So mm-hmm. I firmly believe the Eagles were in on Landry. Yeah, they were. But, yeah, yeah I know. It's been confirmed. I'm, I, I'm just saying. I, I, it's obvious that they were. But I'm grateful that they even went that route, Ed. We all assumed they were going to go to the draft and take an unproven commodity in the NFL and hope that he could be the guy. I They got somebody that I know can be the guy in the NFL, Hassan Reddick. And they're going to add to that still and draft another guy. So I'm content with this offseason because Calvin Ridley would be an eagle if he didn't do a stupid freaking bet. And Hassan Reddick is finally the first edge rusher that can generate 10-plus sacks since Trent Cole. So of course I'm happy how it's going so far i'm, I'm yep. ecstatic but when when not everybody else is throw the hassan reddick signing in their face throw his production in their face throw the fact you have the three first round picks don't do this too i paid my 2018 class that's the reason why i have to sit back come on man that's not good to say especially when you're not really good at drafting as is well anyways yeah i, I you know i Go just ahead. think 
um, well, you know, I just think people tend to be short sighted and they think it's a failure because, wow, we didn't sign anybody in free agency. But there's their splash is going to come in the draft. You have five picks in the top or in the first two days. Right. You have three in the first one in the second one in the third. I mean, they're going to select five players unless they trade and they could. But that's where their splash is going to come. They're going to even if they trade one of those picks, they're going to get value for it. So. You're talking about five chances in the draft in the first two days to get better. There's your splash. It's not going to come in free agency. And how many times do we see free agents not work out? They get the oh. money and then they just kind of lay down and they're not as good as they were. Uh, so, you know, to me, it's this is Christian, the way it was Christian Kirk last two seasons. Out. Christian Kirk last two seasons in Jacksonville. Two. Okay. I can see it. There's no way he fulfills that contract. There's no way with that team anyways let's move on to this wide receiver debate though because i wanted to get your thoughts on this before we end the pod and i mean this is a great final discussion for the podcast i see this debate going on and i can see both sides of the argument absolutely i can so as we mentioned they missed out on i'm gonna scratch calvin ridley out because calvin ridley would have been perfectly content with being an eagle Absolutely. No doubt in my mind. He would have welcomed that trade immediately and the Eagles would have welcomed him with open arms. No problem. Forget him. Because the other guys that didn't want to be an Eagle were Allen Robinson. He he took the Super Bowl winning team and Matt Stafford. All right. I completely understand that. Juju. Pat Mahomes. Better opportunities because your best seasons came when you had Antonio Brown, so I don't want to go join Tyreek Hill. Have Pat Mahomes throw to me. All right, very reasonable. Robert Woods. I know everybody's up in arms about this. Robert Robert Woods not picking the Eagles because I know Tannehill is not super great. You know he's top fifteen, which is average for quarterbacks in the NFL. But he has a good deep ball. That Titans team has Derrick Henry running the ball. I know the Eagles have Jalen Hurts as their best running back. Because I do believe that. Jalen Hurts is their best quarterback and their best running back. I'm fine with saying that. But that's Derrick Henry. And Tannehill, he can throw deep. Not the best quarterback, but he can throw deep. I think it's a pretty good fit for Robert Woods. I can understand why he wanted to go there. And I fully believe that him and the Rams facilitated that move. They are very tight. And everybody in that organization respects and loves Robert Woods. Uh, I think they let him pick where he wanted to go. Christian Kirk, they're not paying. Eagles aren't paying that. Eagles were interested, and it makes complete sense why they were. This college coach, this college wide receivers coach is the Eagles wide receivers coach, Aaron Moorhead. It fits perfectly what they need, what the Eagles needed. And he's a good deep threat, too. He's underrated. But Eagles aren't going to pay that, Ed. They're going to pay what Jacksonville paid. Nope. So I think a lot of people are wondering, from what I've seen, do they, are they not picking the Eagles because of Jalen Hurts? Or is it because the Eagles aren't going to be given what these what these wide receivers want? I think Allen Robinson, for the example of him not picking the Eagles, you know, I thought it was a little bit funny. He complains on Twitter that my targets have gone down in Chicago. But then he goes to the Rams, and his, his targets are going to go down even more than they did in Chicago. But he also has a chance to compete for the Super Bowl. That's the only one that I thought maybe you can debate just pick the better quarterback in that instance. 
What do you think, man? Do you think it's because Jalen Hurts and this run-first philosophy of what this offense presents itself is the reason why the Eagles are struggling to get wide receivers? Or do you just think it's because it's the money and the Eagles aren't going to do that? Well, I, a lot of it has to do, to me, free agency. The players are trying to get paid. You know, I'll never forget when the Eagles signed Byron Maxwell to the big contract back when Chip Kelly was here. And he admitted in the locker room was, I'm going to go wherever who's paying me the most money. And, you know, he was very candid about that. And that's true for like 99% of these guys. They're, they're going to go where the money is. Christian Kirk would have been foolish to turn down the deal to come to the Eagles. I mean, you could say that there may be a little bit of, okay, they run the ball too much. We don't know what Jalen Hurts is. But to me, it's all about money. What what did Allen Robinson get? What was his deal like? Three years for forty six or forty seven yeah, million dollars. He get, he did get a lot of money. It, the Eagles aren't going to pay that. I, I, come on, I mean, he didn't come here because oh, Jalen Hurts is our quarterback. Oh, the Eagles run the ball too much. He went for the money. Bottom line. So did Christian Kirk. You could make a case of Juju Smith Schuster. We don't know what the Eagles offered him. I don't know what he got to go to Kansas City for one year. But okay, Patrick Mahomes, the Chiefs, Super Bowl contender, Robert Woods to Tennessee. The Titans were the number one seed in the AFC this year, and then they laid an egg in the playoffs and they got beat. But those are two teams. And Robert Woods is 30, 30, 30 years old, something like that, coming off an ACL. He had a big number on his contract. I don't know if the Titans restructured that or not, but I'm not sure the Eagles would have paid whatever it was that Woods was going to get in that contract. So again, it, it comes down to me to money. You know, maybe a little piece of it is, well, some hesitation. The Eagles run too much or it hurts. But to me, it's all about the bottom line, and that's dollars and cents. And these receivers took the money, and they were the teams giving up the most money. So to kind of say that just doesn't make sense to me because it's always about the money. And these guys came out, and they took the money. And that's the bottom line. I just think it is interesting, though. Alshon took less to come to the Eagles on a prove it deal. It was a prove it contract, though, and the Eagles did reward him for it. Torrey Smith chose against, because Alshon chose against Indianapolis and Minnesota when he came to the Eagles. Torrey Smith chose against his own team that drafted him, the Baltimore Ravens, to go to the Eagles. And both of them immediately said one of the major reasons was Carson Wentz. Now, okay, and that could just be crap they're selling to the media, because of course you want money. But Alshon's deal was a one-year deal. It was a high one-year deal, but it was still a one-year deal. There's no such thing as a bad one-year deal in my books. I I know the hype around Carson went to the time. I know he was he threw 16 touchdowns, 14 interceptions. There were seven and nine, but there was a lot of hype coming out of Carson once during that two from that 2016 draft. I think that played into why receivers wanted to play with him. But at the same time, I agree with you too because free agency is all about money. That's what these guys chase after because. I do believe Trevor Lawrence is going to be great, but again, he's still unknown. And I think I don't think that crossed Christian Kirk's, Kirk's mind at all once he heard those dollar signs. No, absolutely not. I mean, Matthew know. Stafford might is you know probably arguably. I mean, he you know he is really the top three quarterback in the NFC now, for sure. I I I believe that for sure. There's what is it, Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady, and Matt Stafford. So I can understand Al Robertson's standpoint, I guess. I know the money helped too. Oh, three years, $47 million. <laughs> the Eagles aren't paying that for a 28-year-old, 29-year-old guy who didn't have the production that he you know, normally has last year. 
Um, there's just no way. I mean, the only one I could really take issue with, I guess, would be Juju Smith-Schuster. But then, okay, okay, Jeffrey came to go play with Carson Wentz. It's certainly logical that if the Chiefs are going to offer you something that you're comfortable with money-wise, then I'm going to go play with Pat Mahomes. Yeah. The Chiefs are a, a threat to go to the Super Bowl every year with Mahomes playing quarterback. So, you know, that doesn't surprise me. And again, Woods, you know, big number in that contract. Don't know if it was restructured. I'm not sure the Eagles would have paid it. Maybe there was negotiations about a contract and Woods didn't feel comfortable with those um, because the Eagles, you know, they're not going to go above the value they set. But then again, the Titans are also the number one seed in the AFC playoffs. Maybe he feels, you know what, I'm 30 years old. I have an ACL. Not sure how many years I got left to try to win a Super Bowl here. And I think the Titans are a little further ahead than the Eagles in that department. And he wouldn't be wrong. No, you wouldn't. You wouldn't. I agree. I agree. I th- I just want. I thought it was an interesting debate because yeah. I think it, there is that sort of debate that's raging on. But I do have to tend to agree with your side of it. Is that you know money talks no matter yeah. what? Because look what Kenny Holiday did. Kenny Holiday doesn't care that Daniel Jones was his quarterback when they threw out that seventy-two million dollar deal. He didn't even catch a touchdown last year because of that. Yeah. So I do hear you. It is about money because he had an opportunity to play for Lamar Jackson or Daniel Jones, and he picked Daniel Jones. And the reason why is because Giants gave him the bag. Absolutely, it definitely right. matters. It definitely, it definitely does matter. But I think the best route for the Eagles was Calvin Ridley, and obviously that's not possible. Yeah. So, what's the second best option, anyways, other than what free agency came up with, anyways? Because to me, it was always going to be the draft. If they couldn't get Calvin Ridley, you couldn't convince me I wanted to get one of these free agent wide receivers. I'm going to be honest with you right now. It just wouldn't make sense. I Because I said it before, and I'll say it again, and I said it when when we before free agency started. I think it would be dumb to invest large money into a free agent wide receiver when you're still trying to develop a passing offense. That doesn't make sense to me. I would want to invest money in a free agent big-time wide receiver when I have an established passing offense. That's when it makes sense to me. Now, I had arguments about this because people said, well, you can't, how do you, how do you develop a passing offense if you don't have viable options? You got viable options from drafting. Devontae Smith is very viable. Dallas Goddard is incredibly viable. Quez Watkins proved to you he's viable now. Why not continue that pattern while you're developing a passing offense? Because those guys, when you draft a wide receiver, you're not paying them until you're four of their of them being in the NFL. Yeah. By then, you definitely have things in order. Free agency, when you get that wide receiver, that huge contract right away, you better get it right year one. You better. It better look good year one, or you're going to look bad at the end of the year. You might lose your job. So yeah. th- that's my point is, that was always my point is, no way did I want the Eagles to go spend for a wide receiver. Kevin Ridley made too much sense to me because he already knew the quarterback's limitations. He thrived with them already. He knows where to be. There he had chemistry. That's why I was okay with that. And Calvin Ridley doesn't really need a strong arm quarterback. He, he, he thrives on the slants. He thrives on short yardage and getting a bunch of yak. That's why I wanted him. He's still young. He's still 27. Of course I wanted Calvin Ridley. Yeah. But that didn't, give, that didn't force the Eagles to go out and, you know, Give Christian Kirk $21 million per year. That didn't force the Eagles to go out and give Allen Robinson three years, $45 million. You know, that's why I was okay with it. Because if you don't have an established passing offense, there is no reason to be investing in a large resource at wide receiver until you're there. So 
I'm always was team route. Go go ahead and draft one. Uh, Traylon Burks, to be exact, because if you saw my mock draft, that's who I had the Eagles taking. But Garrett Wilson is incredibly fine with me. Crystal Elf is great, great with me. I'm, I'll, I'll welcome any wide receiver that they draft. If, even if they don't, they don't have to in the first round. Mm-hmm. They don't. They don't. They can mm-hmm. go. I mean, if Jake London is not, is not a guy in the first round they like either, then go ahead. Uh, George Pickens from Georgia. David Bell from Purdue. That's fine. I think the best thing about drafting wide receiver this time around, rather than during the Peterson era, is that you actually have a guy that can develop wide receivers. You have stability at wide receivers, coach. You didn't have that with Peterson. You didn't have that um, with Chip Kelly. Now you do. So go ahead and drive the wires. Don't be afraid to. It worked beautifully with Devontae. And I think the changing in coaching definitely helped with that. And you have stability at those receiver positions, finally, coaching-wise. So... Of course, I'm on team draft wide receiver. I I've, I know that everybody has said they they've reached their quota for that. They have enough young wide receivers. They need to focus on developing those guys. But I still think if you don't have a develop, if your passing offense hasn't developed itself, you better keep adding options and develop them as well in order to do so. Yeah, I I think they could have used the veteran receiver for sure. Pascal's what 27 years old, been in the league for. Four years, twenty eight. I consider him a veteran receiver, though. If you have to be an undrafted receiver and, and carve your way into this league to get a role, you're a veteran to me because you, yeah. you beat out a ton of people to get that you're, to where you're at. Yeah, and and you know, I'll say this about the draft, and I agree they need to take a receiver somewhere. I would think in the first two days is that Devonte Smith's going to need a contract extension, assuming that he is going to be your number one. He doesn't take any steps back. Okay, so he'll need a contract extension. Then if you take a receiver in the first round this year, then he and he progresses and develops it, then you're going to have to pay him a ton of money. And, you know, so you're going to have to re uh, give these guys new contracts in back years. They did it before Deshaun and Macklin. Yeah, they have. And the salary cap's supposed to go up. So but you have to really believe that, you, you know, you're going to develop these two guys to the point where, yeah, they're going to earn second contracts with you. And then you have to look at the books and look you know, four years or three years down the line and say, okay, can right. we afford them with what other other contracts we have floating around at that point? And what are our needs going to be at other positions? I mean, you know, to build a roster is not just looking at this year and this free agency and saying, oh, we're going to suck because we didn't sign anybody in free agency. It's looking three years down the road, four years down the road. It's having that foresight to know and understand what your contract situations are going to be. And that impacts the draft and that impacts free agency. It all plays in. And, and, and it's hard for fans to see that unless you're really analytically minded to understand how the contracts work, who has how many years left on their deal and what their projection is. Are they going to earn a second contract with the Eagles? Are they going to let them go in free agency? So there's so many things at play here. I'm just saying that with the draft, you have to be very, you know, wary of that. Okay, we take another receiver, and he's as good as Devontae Smith is. we think is going to be, then we're going to have to pay two receivers big money to keep him in town. What about Jalen Hurts? What about our quarterback situation in three years? What's that going to yeah. look like? So these are all the balls in the air that you're looking at, uh, and that's why you don't see a lot of teams like double-dipping at the same position in ensuing years or back-to-back years. Now here we're looking at three receivers and three straight Drafts in the first round. Twenty twenty is a wash, though. Forget it. Yeah, it, you're pan right. Twenty twenty is a wash, it. but you know you, you you do have to kind of factor all that in, is what I'm saying. No, I I 
That's a very, very valid point. Very great points, if you ask me, for sure. Especially when you have to consider the fact that even if it's Jalen Hurts isn't the guy, they have to pay a quarterback soon then. Yeah. Because they're going to have to find that guy. And if he is um, the guy, then they're going to have to sign him after this year. So, like, you have to factor all that money in. Um, you're going to have guys coming on and off the books, of course. So, uh, you know, it's looking at the roster three years from now. And that's what Howie and his front office guys are doing, is they're not just looking at this year. They're looking at years beyond. But – I would, with the way that football is going, if, because everybody wants this to happen. So don't, don't take this the wrong way. What I'm saying, because this is where, because if you don't think the Eagles want this to happen, you're incredibly wrong. Jalen Hurts is going to have to take a leap as a passer to become the Eagles franchise quarterback. He's going to have to. If he does in this era of football, it's a passing era of football. I can look around the league right now and tell you, probably a handful of teams that are paying wide, two wide receivers right now top money. Or, or at least both their wide receivers are getting paid a large amounts. That's just, it's it's what football is dedicated, I mean, predicated by now. You have to have two top wide receivers in this passing era of league. You have to have a Mike Evans, Chris Godwin. You have to have a Cooper Cup, OBJ. You have to have a Jamar Chase T. Higgins. Like, you have to have those guys. That's what, like, you have to have, I mean, it, it doesn't have to be two wide receivers. Because Kansas City has Tyreek and Kelsey, but Kelsey's more of a receiver. You asked me, anyways. Yeah, it's like Goddard will be pretty, is really really the number two wide receiver on the Eagles. Is Goddard? So I'm not saying the Eagles don't have that guy. I'm not saying you don't have to go get him in the first round, theoretically speaking. But if I'm envisioning the cap long term, like you're saying, I, I would I would think you have to have two premium pass catchers. But maybe they 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 probably see Dallas as that, and they would be right to do so. Right. So. That's a very good point. Very good logic to that. Maybe that's what, and maybe that's why they won't take wide receiver the first round this year, and we'll wonder why. Because I think a lot of people are actually hoping for it now, with how the offseason has gone on wide receiver. But I am, uh, I would not be surprised they don't go in the first round. I would, I would be surprised if they don't take one in the in day two, though. At least, we'll see. Yeah, and there's and there's good receivers that'll be there. Like you mentioned, a couple names. I like Jalen Tolbert from South Alabama yes. a whole lot. Um, so yeah, there'll there'll be good names there. Right, Dotson from uh, Penn State too. They if if they want, yeah, Jahan Dotson, he could yeah. be there. Yeah, want to continue the trend of bringing home players that are uh, from your area? Go ahead, that's fine with me. Bringing in a Penn State guy again, like Miles Sanders. Yeah. All right, well, that's gonna do it for us, guys. We just wanted to have this quick debate about you know obviously the Zach Pascal signing. We were so happy that Fletcher Cox is back, so we wanted to reiterate that. After our last episode was pretty a downer on that, uh, and then of course this wide receiver debate about. If wide receivers are turning down the Eagles because of Jalen Hurts is a run-centric quarterback and a run-centric offense, uh, but I think we cleared that up debate pretty well. I think we did. I, I'll, I'll pat ourselves on the back for us for that one. I thought that was a pretty good back and forth on that one. So thank you guys so much for tuning in. Again, make sure to go on BetOnline.ag promo code believe for fifty percent off your initial deposit. I mean, excuse me, fifty percent matching on your initial deposit uh, during this March Madness. Win some money with the Eagles unfiltered. Go to betonline.ag. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. We'll see you soon. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger 
for the ones who get it done.